You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Broncos for Breakfast. I am your host, Scott Kennedy. It will be just me this morning and all of y'all, naturally. Nick is on uh, on assignment somewhere, somewhere out in the mountain doing his hiking thing. So he will be back on Wednesday. So it will be uh, it will be Broncos for Breakfast tomorrow. I may or may not have a guest, but we will be back tomorrow and it'll be just me today. We'll probably keep it a little bit shorter today. We'll get in some some good rants, some good raves, and uh, we'll see we'll see if this one feels as bad the next day as it did yesterday. Because I know on the gut reaction, I know how Broncos country was feeling. Of uh, you're, you're two and two, but it seems like if you could switch the two wins and the two losses, you would in a heartbeat because you lost the two you really didn't want to lose. You lost the Rust Bowl to Seattle, and then you lose a uh, you lose a rematch with uh, you know your former coach who was basically a disgrace in Denver and dropped fifth in a row to the Raiders. I know that hurts. the The other part of it that probably hurts, not probably what what hurts more, is the injuries. Is, is the injuries in this game? Javante Williams could could miss some significant time. Uh, with a knee injury. Randy Gregory said after the game yesterday, he says, I'm good, but you don't know until you get an MRI done, which happens today. Um, it made me nervous last night when they said right away, you know, Javante Williams is out. That usually means, now again, this is pure speculation on my part, having, you know, watched watched injuries and stuff. It usually means he failed a stability test. Uh, what that means is if you if you have an inj- a knee injury, the doctors will come down, they'll hold your leg basically parallel, and they can move it. And if the, the leg moves laterally up, down, or anything like that, if the joint moves without the, the, the attached thigh, there's a ligament problem. Um, if you fail that stability test, which it actually doesn't hurt that much, I've seen people get up and try and run with a torn ACL because there's no pain in the ligament. There's that initial pop that hurts, but it's not like breaking a bone. Um, But there's nothing attached, so they couldn't move. So guys are like, oh, it looks good. He's walking off on his own power. And that didn't mean anything with ligaments. So my initial concern was that he failed a stability test and they ruled him out right away. Um, Now he's got to go get the the MRI done. Uh, And then that could uh, hopefully concern can say, you know, just a, a strain, a mild strain, a few weeks, uh, if you're lucky an MCL instead of an ACL. But, you know, it looks like you're going to be without Javante Williams for a bit, and then we'll wait to see. Hopefully it'll be good news. Uh, it'll be good news on Randy Gregory. Um, want to say good morning to some folks. It's been busy. I started this chat up early, and some folks have, uh, have, have come in uh, real early, including Jay. He says uh, that Melvin Gordon fumble cost us the game. Easy 10 to 14 point dif- differential change. Everything couldn't do Jack after Ruck- Russ looked really sharp and hoping it's not a long-term injury for Pookie. I think we're all hoping that. And Jay, I agree with you. You had all the momentum in the world. All the momentum in the world was going your way. Um, it was 10 to 10. Uh, the defense, I'm not sure if it was a it was a three and out, but it was a quick change. It was like maybe four plays and then a punt, a good punt return again from from uh, Montreal, Washington, who has looked spectacular returning kicks, uh, returning punts, just looked great. 
uh, converted a fourth and one, you know, all the momentum in the world, you're going down to like really seize this game and then a fumble. And again, you're watching it and it's not even like, oh yeah, that was a, you know, the peanut punch or a helmet on an elbow where the ball comes flying out of there. It was, I'm rolling over and the centrifugal force of me spinning was too much and the ball goes flying out and hits somebody in the chest. It was, it's inexcusable. It, it really is. And, you know, as I'm, as I'm watching this, as I was watching this game, I was like, oh God, Zach's going to have a, a coronary. And then, you know, as I watched him last night on the gut reaction, it's like, he's resigned. You know, it's, it's like it, it, the stages of grief. He was like, what can I even be mad about anymore? You know, it's just this, this is who he is. This is what he's done. They are not changing it. It's not like this is a surprise. Um, I think we were all pretty much done with it last week. You know, where, where anybody that was saying me included, Nick included saying, okay, he's a good running back. This is a good contract. Not that big a deal running back to, okay, no, no more, no more. I don't want him touching the ball for the Denver Broncos again. Um, you know, no offense to Melvin Gordon, but four fumbles in 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 four games is four too many. Um, and this one, you know, I, I'm not going to say the first one cost you the game um, because he was stopped anyway on fourth and short. Uh, that was going to be a turnover there regardless against the Seahawks. Uh, but this one, yeah, I, I can put this one at the feet of Melvin Gordon or in the hands of Melvin Gordon. Um, I get it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one. And the thing is, running backs are pretty easy to come by. You guys faced the Cleveland Browns last year. You saw what happened when they were on their third string running back. The guy came in and ran for 130 yards. You know, um, the Atlanta Falcons yesterday elevated a guy from a practice squad. Uh, Caleb Huntley made his NFL debut ran like a beast, you know, running backs are, are easy. There's no reason to keep pouring two and a half million dollars into your backup running backs. When you've got places you need to spend that money elsewhere and you can find replacement running backs that'll at least hold on to the damn ball. Um, that's, and that's the key. So Jay, I, I'm with you on that one. Diamond Rattler comes in. Good morning. Good morning, Diamond. He says, the Broncos offense and run defense is what's for breakfast, some scrambled eggs and shredded hash browns with some green ham. Um, the run offense didn't look so good. The run defense, now this is this is one of those things where did the game feel as bad to me watching it today as it did yesterday? And um, from a personnel standpoint, it probably did. There were so many missed tackles. Um but I always, you know, I'm, I'm kind of grading the coaching staff on this one when I, as I'm watch rewatching it, I'm like, okay, were the players being put into. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Position to make plays, you know, or were they just, you know, being out-schemed? You know, sometimes you can, you can work guys open. You can scheme guys open. You know, a little bootleg and some drag routes and all this type of stuff, but... This was a case a lot where the, uh, the, the there were some there were missed tackles in there. Uh, Jonas Griffith didn't have a great game. Josie Jewell was hot and cold. Kareem Jackson was missing some tackles. So you know who is as strange as it sounds when we're talking run defense. I felt like the player that was sorely sorely missed in this game was Justin Simmons. 
this was a game where some of those cutbacks that just that 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 Jacobs was able to have and then find space instead of a five six yard gain, they were going for 15 16. This was a Justin Simmons game. I think he could have really helped walking down into the box a little bit where you felt comfortable enough on the backside of your defense to put another defender up there. Um, that, uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't think this is an indication of what you can expect for future games running the ball. I, I don't. I think this was Jacobs having a huge game and uh, Simmons his presence was missed. You're going to miss an all pro safety. You know, there's a reason why he's so good, why he's paid so much money. You hadn't missed him yet. You got a little bit lucky against San Francisco. You missed him in this game. You, you did. Jeremy Sean says, good morning, Scott. The Broncos lost in the trenches on both sides. If you can't run the ball and you can't stop the run, you'll probably lose. Never mind the penalties and the big fumble. Jeremy, you're speaking my language. You usually are. Um, you know, Nick and I go back and forth on this one a lot with, you know, skill players and positions of value and all this type of stuff. And that's fine. Um, but again, you, you have to be able to at least compete in the trenches. And for me, you know, watching this game, cause I listened to it on the radio and then I watched, then I watched it. So I already knew it was going to happen. But when you rewatch the game and you know, the outcome, it's like, okay, you know, the special teams for the Raiders is a sore point because it was your old coach uh, special teams coach, and they have a nice return on a kickoff and PJ lock gets hurt. Okay. There's a, there's a start. And frankly, let me interrupt myself. Let's do away with the kickoffs. Just, just do away with them. I would love to see an NFL poll of players of do 53, do the practice, not the practice squad guys, because maybe their only chance of making the team is, is, is kick returns, but 53 active players, you can do former players too, because I know the former players don't like them. And just say, should we do get rid of the kickoffs? There's so it's it's the most dangerous play in the game if there's even a return. It's just a waste of time and it's a risk that you don't need to have. Just do away with the damn kickoffs. Nine times out of ten, they're kicked through the back of the end zone anyway. Let's let's save a little bit of time and start the ball in the 25. Um, but this one happened to come back and it was a return to about the 35. And then the, the offensive line for the Raiders is supposed to be a, a weakness. And their first play goes right up the gut. And I'd say right up the gut, but the Raiders offensive line pushed the Broncos back three yards right off the snap. So they reset the line of scrimmage five yards deep before Jacobs has even got anybody near him on that first carry. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, this is kind of how it went most of the game. So having that, getting beat in the trenches up front like that, um, that I felt like the first two plays were kind of a harbinger of things to come. And, you know, that, that's a little bit of the way it turned out. But the Broncos did still did some very good things on defense as well. They stood up and made some plays and got some big stops on first and goals. Uh, after turnovers and, and uh, you know stuff like that. So the Broncos played with heart. They were just undone. Um, one of the reasons they were undone is because the first half offense showed up in the third quarter this time. And what I mean by that is the, the Broncos went four straight three and outs, uh, punt, 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 four straight in the, in the second half. And Eventually, we talked about this last week where one of the reasons you were able to hold up uh, that way against the 49ers is because you kept pinning the ball inside the 10. You kept pinning them back, pinning them back, pinning them back. You won the field position battle. It wasn't necessarily the case this time, and you wear down. You know, So we're talking about the run defense, but you got to get a little help. You got to get some help from your offense. If you are constantly just turning the ball back over to the other team, and you're having to face a decent running attack, and you know, frankly, Josh Jacobs is more than decent. You're gonna wear down. I mean, that's that's football 101. So, Mike Woodward, he says, uh, he says, good morning, peeps. Good morning, Mike. Tofu 17. This feels like a newer name. Says uh, three takeaways for me. Josh Jacobs has our number two. Moving on from Munchak is the worst move we made this offseason. Um, three. I don't know how we can trust Gordon if Javante is out the rest of the season. And 
Tofu 17, I don't think you should have to, honestly. You, you should be scouring the practice squads, the waiver wire. You should be finding other that you cannot, you cannot be a playoff team. You cannot get to where you want to be right now and have Melvin Gordon as your RB1, getting 15 to 20 touches a game. That that is not something that you can say that you can you can look at yourself in the mirror as a general manager and say, we're good. We're okay here. You can't you can't. There, there's got to be something in. So if he's out, there will be some moves made. Uh, whether it's a signing, an, an additional signing to the practice squad or an additional move to the 53, there will be other running backs brought in. There will be. Who's it going to be and can they compete? Because right now, Melvin Gordon was moved to running back three at one point during the game. Um, I, I don't know that you can trust him and, and, and Mike Boone and pass protection, um, and, which is such a shame because Javante Williams was having his best game in pass pro that he's ever had. So he was making improvements, becoming that complete, that complete running back. Um yesterday just just a shame um mike also says max crosby is special that guy is a menace absolutely um gatorade gaming the d has been the only bright spot of the young season not not the only one not the only one uh Cortland sutton has been out there i thought jerry judy played a pretty good game yesterday um i actually think russell wilson played a solid game yesterday um the numbers were good he uh, he moved the ball when he for the most part when he needed to um you got to be able to get the running back, the running game going though. And how bad are you missing Tim Patrick right now? Good gracious. Uh, how many of us thought that would be as big a loss as it was going to be? Um, let me see. We'll go down and we got a super coming in. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump the chat just a little bit. Apologize everybody coming in uh, that I'm, I'm scrolling over, but good morning. Oh, Jacob Foster coming in here on Facebook as well. Silent one. Good morning, Jacob. Appreciate you coming in. And then, uh, here it was Michael uh, Roche. I'm going to say Michael Roche. So good morning, Scott. I usually don't catch the podcast live. What are your thoughts on the offensive line and how they played? Good question, Michael. Let me take a slug of coffee and, and wet the whistle a little bit because this one could be a this one could take a while. My thoughts on the offensive line, Michael. Oh goodness, big deep breath. Um, last year, you guys got sick of hearing me say the word bullied, bullied in the trenches. The Denver Broncos were bullied on both sides of the ball in the trenches. I don't necessarily think that's happening over and over again this year. Yesterday was the first time I thought that they got beat in the trenches for the most part. But I don't. I still don't think they got bullied in the trenches. Um, there were some missed tackles. Josh Jacobs had a hell of a game. But I don't think the defensive line necessarily got bullied in the trenches. Your offensive line got pushed around last year. It really did. What'd you do? What did the Denver Broncos do to address that concern? He went and signed a couple of gimpy right tackles. End of. That's it. Okay? That was it. Garrett Bowles has been middling at best. Garrett Bowles has the highest salary cap number of any offensive lineman in the NFL this year at $21 million. Is he playing like the highest paid salary cap number in the NFL this year? No, he's playing mid-level at best. Dalton Reisner has been a liability. Dalton Reisner was not good last year. All of a sudden, we're going to change schemes and it's going to fit him better and they're going to be better. And I, it, Lloyd Cushenberry was a bottom five center for his first two years in the league. Year three, he's going to all of a sudden magically get better. Um, Quinn Miners uh, was, a, was a person we were hoping would be a standout. Why didn't we hear anything about him during, the, during camp? Was it because he was nursing this injury and we didn't, talk about it at all it was kind of hidden or was it did this truly happen in the first game but he's been out who was in his spot a lot last year was Graham Glasgow who wasn't good he's gotten worse he's so immobile he cannot move and then at right tackle you're on your third or fourth guy because the first two guys you signed to try and compete at that spot haven't played a lick your offensive line is a disaster it's a disaster now, somebody made a comment yesterday that some of this, you know, that this goes on George Payton and getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. 
It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You know, the guys last night on the gut reaction kind of kind of bucked that. They're like, you know, this isn't on Peyton. They, you know, the, the, the ingredients are there. Mmm. Are they? Are are they? Again, I just I just mentioned now you can't fix everything. You can't fix everything. You had a problem at quarterback, you had a problem with both line of scrimmage. Okay, the defensive line looks good. You've done a lot to address the defensive line. The offensive line, no, you didn't you didn't do enough. You didn't do enough. Now, I'll say this again, and everybody drink. You know, Abraham Lucas at right tackle instead of Nick Benito was an easy pick for me. That, that was an easy one. Um, you know, but you had just signed these other guys, and they were going to give you a better chance to win out. Were they? And, you know, my question is, you've got questions about your strength conditioning and your, your, your staff, your strength conditioning staff right now uh, about keeping guys healthy. Well, who's monitoring the guys when they're coming in? Who's doing these medicals? You know, you've got to, these guys have to pass medicals before you sign them to contracts. So they haven't been able to play, play in, you know, who, who gave these guys the green light to sign them to begin with? Your medical staff is failing you, Denver. It's, it's failing the Denver Broncos right now, not necessarily on just keeping guys healthy, but examining guys before you sign them. So that's a, that's a concern for me. So Michael, that's my concerns are, are, are seriously across, you know, I'll say it again. It's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's. You didn't change the Jimmy's and Joe's. You, you changed the X's and O's. The Jimmy's and Joe's are the same guys. Football is a physical game. This isn't, this is a bigger, faster, stronger game. Schemes matter, of course, but this, you need players that are scheme independent and and playing poorly is playing poorly. Dalton Reisner has been playing poorly. Lloyd Cushenberry has been playing poorly. Graham Glasgow has been playing poorly. This goes across coaching staffs. So it's not just, okay, we're going to get a new coach and everything's magically going to get fixed or Russell Wilson's going to magically fix everything, going to make these guys in front of them get better. They can play better, but they still are who they are, and that needs to be addressed. It, they they need to be addressed for sure. Uh, Gary Lee's Palmer coming. Good morning, Gary. Thank you for the stars, my friends. Says, good morning, Scott. If I had any reservations about Gordon, they are gone, as he should be. Go Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Again, we're all done. There, there, there can't be any more Gordon sympathizers out there. I, I'm trying to take the the positive side of that. I had all along saying. You know, two and a half million dollars, three million dollars, good running back, 900 yards last year, bunch of touchdowns, nose for the end zone, done. We're all done. Um, you know, if you see somebody that, that has anything to say about him positive, you can basically say, oh, I, I found the Melvin Gordon fan. I knew there had to be one out there. Gary, I think I think we're all we're all done. Um, Coach Chris coming in here, coming in orange. Let me see if I can scroll down and find you. Here we go. Coach Chris, appreciate you coming in. I said, I'm done being frustrated with the team. Same results, but we gave away the future. Our offensive line was a joke. Melvin is what he is. Our run defense is soft. I love my Broncos, but seven years of bad football has beat me down. And Chris, in Broncos country, I think 
you can you can read this comment and you know you can say I can I can be beat down or I can say listen it all wasn't going to be changed in a day because like really read into this what Chris is saying I love my Broncos but seven years of bad football has beat me down seven years of bad football was not going to be erased overnight uh there are some bad habits in this team um and they're not all going to be changed overnight um again especially when a lot of those bad habits are on your foundation in the offensive line right up front now what's what's a little scary chris on this the same results but we gave away the future that's a couple of first round draft picks so when you're starting to look how I can get better next year, and my first pick isn't until about 90, that's a little scary. But I should be able to go out and upgrade my interior line and upgrade my interior offensive line for relatively cheap. Guards are pretty cheap. I should be able to get serviceable guards. I don't have to pay Graham Glasgow $14 million a year and then restructure his contract. There's going to be money coming back there. You should be able to get an infinite upgrade on Glasgow. Hopefully it'll be minors, but in Reisner, take Reisner and Glasgow's money and pour that into one left guard. And you should, you should have a, an upgrade immediately. Uh, the center position. It, it shouldn't be that hard to get better at center than Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, again, those should be easy fixes where I can still do that. Despite the fact I don't have a ton of draft capital. I should be able to get better. Now, do I want four new starters across the offensive line? No, that takes a little while to gel, but Garrett Bowles is still okay. Quinn Miners can come back, hopefully be healthy at right guard. And then and then I've got, you know, three positions I need to worry about. Left guard, center, right tackle. Um, I should be able to get center and left guard pretty cheap. Those aren't super expensive positions. I can take care of that in free agency. Or even use one of my third round picks. I've picked out, um, you know, I say I, but you know, I'm not the only one. This isn't overly difficult, but you know, Abraham Lucas, Spencer Brown are guys that went in the seventies and 100 at right tackle that an idiot like me was able to pick out and say, those are players. Uh, Spencer Brown started in the, in the playoffs for the bills last year, really good right tackle. Abraham Lucas, he helped the Seahawks put up 48 points. And I don't think he's allowed a pressure at right tackle as a rookie. It can be done. It, it can be done. How about Creed Humphrey at center for Kansas City? It can be done. Those aren't exceptions. Those are good scouting and good drafting and using picks on players on your freaking line. How about inside linebacker? Is, uh, is Ethan here? I haven't seen Ethan in here yet this morning. Ethan, Muma, inside linebacker. Um, I'm, I'm actually okay at inside linebacker. They didn't have their best game yesterday. Um, but I'm so down on the on the offensive line that you know if uh, if that doesn't get fixed, it doesn't really matter. Uh, o line equals no line. It's uh it is a a little it does feel a little bit like that um, as well. Jason O'Neill saying good morning, Scott. Good morning, appreciate it. and Broncos country. That's all y'all. Um, Doug Freeland says, where was Albert O? What a waste of a roster spot. It you know that's a good point. Uh, where is Albert O? Where is Greg Dulcich talking about hamstrings and health and games missed due to injury? We looked it up. We were talking about it last year um, or earlier in the year about the the amount of injuries that the Broncos miss. Player, player weeks the Broncos missed is about 28th or 29th than it has been for like three straight years. Man, you say that, you know, injuries are a little bit of an anomaly. Um, you can't necessarily predict them. Well, I can predict they're at bottom five every year. I mean, what is it, the altitude? You're not getting enough oxygen to your muscles and you're pulling muscles or something? You know, that's the only consistent there along with the, the staff. Um, so, you know, this says, says a rookie wasn't fixing the O-line issues. Um, issues, no. There's multiple issues. Uh, Abraham Lucas at right tackle would have fixed uh, the right tackle position, without a doubt. 
Um, Patrick Estrella coming in says DJ Jones is a standout. Yeah. And again, it's hard for me when I start looking at them individually, you know, watching each play and each player, it's hard to say that the, the guys were necessarily bullied in the trenches. Um, you know, sometimes a scheme, some cutbacks, some good individual efforts from the Raiders were, were popping off some good runs. Cause I'd watch the individuals. DJ Jones is still really, really good. Um, Deshaun Williams was quiet and I thought Draymond Jones had a great game. I, I really did. I thought Draymond had a good game, maybe his best game of the season too. I thought the defense, you know, again, you look at it and say, what were the, what were the final numbers? Uh, they probably ran for close to 200 yards. You know, Jacobs went for, yeah, they ran for 212, um, on 38 carries 5.6. You know, the Broncos only had 20 carries, you know, so you're running twice as many running plays, those things start to stack up when you have a little bit of success and start wearing them down, especially late, you can, you have more success. I, I felt like the defense was holding its part until they just couldn't anymore until they just kept getting zero help from not getting enough help from the offense, especially to start that second half. Um, Patrick also comes in and says Washington is a standout. Absolutely. What was his final numbers on on uh, punt returns? 22-yard average? That's a kickoff return average, for God's sakes. He had three returns for 66 yards with a long of 30. That's an entire drive right there. I mean, that, you want to talk about field position? That's almost being in field goal range every time you get the ball when you're getting 20 yards of return. I'm catching it at the 20 and returning it at the 40. I need one completion. And I'm 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 in there. Uh, I'm in field goal range. So uh, Montreal Washington was spectacular. He's got he he runs when he when he's accelerating. His heels kick up so high that he's hard to get tripped up because you can't like swipe at his legs as you're diving at him because he's running like three feet off the ground. It's like he's elevated out there. He's really really fun to watch. Um, let me see. Keep it real, Denver. He, he says what he says. Keep it real, Denver. Good thing is we can redeem the mistakes in three days. God, it's going to be a short week, isn't it? You want to talk about there's a desperate team. I think the Broncos are desperate. I'm not sure how desperate the Colts are right now. There is a lot of talk about Frank Reich being done. It's It would feel like a must win for Indianapolis, but it also feels like they're about ready to pack it in. That they, 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 We're going to find out how desperate they are. You played Seattle in their Super Bowl. You played Oakland, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders when they had to have it at home, had to in a place where you haven't been able to beat them very often. They feel confident against the Denver Broncos. This is a wounded team that lacks belief for uh, the Indianapolis Colts right now. Um, they're definitely beatable. This, this, not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is one. This is a must-have, uh, without a doubt. This is a, a must-have. And Aki, Aki says, no one fumbles a ball. Um, no one fumbles a fumble six 
ball better than Melvin. Um, maybe I'm just reading that wrong, but Jetty says nobody touched the ball in Gordon Fumble. He just coughed at the ball by himself. Like I said, it was like as he's spinning to the ground, the centrifugal force caused the fumble. It was too much for him. Too much spinning. Couldn't couldn't hold on to it. Like being on, you know, one of those carnival rides where, you know, please, you know, hold on to your phone or we'll go spinning out of there. Uh yeah, that was again. I haven't I I can't look at the entire chat today when I'm running this by myself. I'll be surprised if you can find a single person in Broncos country that says, Oh yeah, you know, well, we really need Melvin Gordon now. Oh, you know, he, good thing we have him. Uh-uh. Replacement level. I can guys I can get guys off the practice squad that that will help me win games better than Melvin Gordon right now. I can absolutely 100 percent without a doubt get guys off practice squads that can help my team win more than Melvin Gordon. Uh, let me go down to the chat real quick. I know here's a good comment from, uh, from Merlot. He says, I pray Sutton stays healthy this season. Yeah, we, we mentioned this last week, Merlot. He's become so important that I don't want to see him fighting for extra yardage, like one or two yards here or there on the sidelines. I'm okay with him sideline hunting or um, almost acting like a quarterback in – you know, sliding instead of taking on his safety after he's got the ball. He's got to protect himself. Uh, he's he's way too important. He's way too important out there. <clears throat> uh, I want to come down and got a couple of um a couple of um supers that have come in. It's been very busy in here today. Appreciate you. Uh KB, that's Kenneth. Kenneth Booker says, um People say Gordon costs us a game, and they have a great point, but Josie's two terrible attempts at tackles that turned into huge plays for Oakland, for Las Vegas. Yeah, and it's not just, you know, you, you when you make mistakes, you hope that your teammates can pick you up, you know, that something else can happen, but mistakes kind of tend to compound into other mistakes. And, yeah, it's not just one play, you know, that that says, you know, that that you didn't lose us because of, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to double talk on this one because like I, I said earlier, you had all the momentum in the world, but you had, you had chances to make plays and pick up Melvin Gordon. You, you did. But if Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble that ball, but he's going to fumble, he fumbles every game. You know, you are going to take charge of that game. You are on your way. It was a complete and total game changer. It was a game changer. So, you know, they cost us a game. They have a great point. Yeah, they do. But it wasn't just Melvin Gordon. No, of, of course not. We just, I've spent 15 minutes railing on the offensive line. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't just Melvin Gordon. That's for sure. Um, let me go down to Michael here. Thoughts on Judy. Um, thoughts on Jerry Judy. I'm hot a little hot and cold on Jerry Judy. Uh, honestly, um, Jerry Judy statistically had a decent game. You know, four catches on five targets and should have been the fifth. The, the fifth was a drop, um, you know, hit him in the chest on the sideline. Um, and a touchdown, a couple of nice catches. His body language sucks. Uh, let me just say that. It's almost like I, I, the one of the phrases in soccer is he, he can't be bothered, you know, where he just doesn't seem to his body language sucks. That's the easiest way I can put it. He doesn't seem to put everything into it while he's out there. Um, if it, things don't go his way, his shoulders are slumped. He's, he's not, doesn't strike me as a huge type of leader. The maturity of him turning into the next level of a great receiver is not quite there yet. Let me, let me tell you all a story that goes back a little bit. The Atlanta Falcons back in the early 2000s to used a first round draft pick on a kid out of UAB named Roddy White. A uh, really talented, really talented guy. Reminds me a lot of Jerry Judy right now at this age. Um, Joe Horn was a, a receiver who had a lot of success. He was playing with the Saints at the time. And Joe Horn was kind of an undersized guy, played with an attitude. You know, some of those guys have to. You know, that's that's how they get to where they are. They have to be be bigger and brasher than they really are. I didn't particularly like it. The Falcons finished with the Saints uh, one year early in Roddy's career. 
And Joe Horn says, he comes out and he finds Roddy after this game. And he says, I'm coming here. I'm going to teach you how to play this game. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to turn you into a pro. He was like, I can't watch this. I cannot watch you waste this talent. You know, the guy, I'm coming here. And, and did. Joe Horn signed with the Atlanta Falcons, mentored Roddy White, and Roddy White went on to have a spectacular career. I feel Judy is right now bad Roddy White. That's that's where I, I feel like he is. Um, plenty of talent. He just isn't a good pro right now. Um, that's the best way I can put it. A a talented wide receiver, but not a good professional. That's what I see. Could be way off on this one. Um, but you know, Michael, you asked me my thoughts on Roddy White. I mean, on uh, on Jerry Judy. Those are my thoughts on Jerry Judy. He's not a good pro right now. Um, Devin Clark says we should bring back Lindsay. He never put the ball on the ground. Um, again, he's on the Colts practice squad. I just mentioned guys that could help you win games that will that you'd rather have. Um, you know, Philip Lindsay is a uh, you know a cult hero with the Denver Broncos. Since he's been gone, he hasn't done anything. You know, th- those are one of those things where you know you lament. You remember them for what they were and think that's what they are. And that's not really Philip Lindsay anymore. Um, it hurts when you when you turn your back on a guy and he goes on and has success. You're like, see, we shouldn't have gotten rid of him. But I, I think the the decision to let Lindsay go has been justified with three different teams now, Houston, Dolphins, Colts, where he hasn't been able to uh to stick. <coughs> or really find any production. But that said, that said, uh, who would you rather hand the ball to right now? Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon? <laughs> That's an easy discussion right now. I, I would rather hand it to anybody. I'd rather see, you know, Jalen Virgil back there at running back. Um, super athlete, not a very natural receiver, only averaged about 18 catches a game in college for a, a, a passing team that threw for over 3,000 yards at, uh, I mean, a, a season. Um, I'd rather see Montreal, Washington, anybody, I, you can't give it to Gordon. You know, how did everybody feel? And I know this is rhetorical. How did everybody feel when you were backed up at the one and you're giving the ball to Melvin Gordon? You know, not only he was running tentative at that point too. I mean, it's in his head. He knows, trust me, he knows. I mean, he comes off super cocky and arrogant and confident, but he knows uh, what's been going on. So Devin, and that's, that's a pretty good point. He's never, never fumbled. Uh, Philip Lindsay has never fumbled. That's, that's a pretty impressive stat. Uh, Benjamin Flores coming in. He says, I'll say this though. The first TD drive was a thing of beauty and Russ made some amazing throws. Um, we were calling for this a little bit last year. I mean, last week, Benjamin about getting the ball out quickly. What was that first throw? Three-step drop slant Cortland Sutton. You know, it's uh, it was it was good, uh, and and seeing them do some of that, um, seeing seeing them do some of that quickly as well. Um, Doug Freeland says, uh, Divine Ozigbo from our practice squad would be an upgrade. Like I said, it wouldn't be hard. I think you'll you'll be trying out running backs, uh, this week. Javante Williams, even if it's a strain, you're you're gonna need to bring in another back, uh, even if he's out just a, a week, a couple of weeks. Um, for sure. Let me see here. Let me see. Let me come down the chat here just a little bit. See how it goes. Um, this is a RR coming. This is trade Judy. Um, here's one of the things that, uh, I think it's a little bit funny when I, I see, when I see the talk for trade, cause it usually is preceded by this guy stinks. He's not trying very hard. He's overpaid. He's always injured. Trade him. Like, well, you didn't really do a good sales job there. (laughs) He isn't any good. He's always fumbling the ball. It's like, oh, we should trade Melvin Gordon. Who the hell would want Melvin Gordon right now? You know, we should trade him. Trade him. You you can't trade him. Nobody would trade you for him. You know, you've got to trade a positive you can't, you got to cut a negative, you trade positive. So if, 
and, and this isn't on URR. This is this is uh, this is just. I see this stuff a lot talking about a lot of players where it's like, this guy stinks. He's overpaid. He's always hurt and he's unproductive. Trade him. No, you don't, you don't trade negatives. You trade positives. You cut negatives. Um, And uh, you know, as ERS says, it would be stupid to trade Jerry Judy. Yeah. You can't trade him right now. Um, The question coming in, in the next year is, you know, do you pick up his fifth year option? That's coming up soon. Um, and, uh, right now I'm not sure that you do, I'm not sure that you pick up his fifth year option, you know, and then try and you, you pick it up and then maybe try and trade him. But his fifth year option will be in the neighborhood somewhere of $15 million. Um, maybe not quite that much, but it'd be close. Um, and that would be for 2024. So that would be, uh, not in in best way you get maybe a third rounder, a fourth rounder for him. We'll see. You'd be trading low, that's for sure. You, uh, you, you cut negatives. You can't trade. You can't trade negatives on that one. Um, yeah, and this is this is Jeremy Sean, and this might be a, a, a better example for Broncos country. I don't, you know, I, I I knew Rod Smith as a production. I didn't know him like as the person watching him. But if if Judy had half of Rod Smith's, um, you know, those are a couple of two. Two good Roddies right there. Rod Smith, Denver Broncos, legend. Um, and then Roddy Smith, Atlanta Falcons, Falcons legend. Mentality, he'd be an all-pro. Um, henceforth, he's usually known as Bad Roddy. Um, so, yeah, I was I was talking about two two legends who both were uh, Rod and Roddy Smith. Um, sh- let me see. <laughs> Chess comes in and says, is, is AP done? Adrian Peterson done boxing and want one more shot at football? That one might be a little bit more, you know, Herschel Walker doesn't uh, go to the Senate. Give him a call. He, he might still be able to run the rock a little bit. Um, let me see here. I think we're about 42 minutes, so we can start wrapping it up unless there's there's any burning questions coming in. Um, yeah, and RR says don't pick up the fifth-year option. I'm kind of with you on that one. And Skilo comes in here. He says, we signed Jawan Williams. Is that Jawan James? That that Jawan said it didn't work. We signed Billy Turner, hurt. Tom Compton, hurt. We drafted Cushenberry, Miners, Reisner, and Compton. We've been trying to address it, but the luck is bad. Um, last two drafts, I guess, is where it, it feels like you drafted Miners, and he's been hurt. Um, and then you drafted uh, Wattenberg. Uh, you know, so we'll see. But those are fifth round, you know, fifth round picks. Again, I, I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen the the Nick Benito pick go to the offensive line for me. That would have been uh, that would have been one. And Reese Scott says we have no choice but to use Gordon in the short term. BS, BS is what I think about this one. No offense, Reese. No, no way. You you, you have a choice, and you don't have to hand it to, the, to to Melvin Gordon. There are a thousand running backs out there dying to play some more. You don't have to hand it to Melvin Gordon anymore. Melvin Gordon is done. Uh, you know, I mean, you can you can take the optimistic look and say, okay, he's ready to step up. He's done. He understands. You know, but I'd be done with him. I couldn't do it. You know, you you do have a choice. You you bring guys in. You know, this week, and you hand them the ball. Elevate a guy from the practice squad. Sign somebody else from the practice squad. Send a seventh round pick to. Someone for their third grade, anything again. I mean, Reese, would you, like I said, would you rather have, you're allowed to sign guys off of other teams practice squads. If you put them on your 53, you don't have to have Melvin Gordon. It's, it's not a, like a, a rule like, Oh, you know, you can, you can make changes to the roster today, today. No, you're not stuck with Melvin Gordon. That is a choice. You make if Melvin Gordon ends up carrying the ball, touching the ball 15 times on Thursday. That's a choice. It's not a necessity. And if it's a choice, by God, it better pay off. Or I'm, I'm seats are warming up if, if if that's what it ends up being. So I um I I I like I said, that's a choice on that one. So let me see if there's any burning topics in here and um 
I think that's probably going to do it for about us. We're uh, we're at 45 minutes. Um, just a little bit of on uh, just some matters of business. The uh, the aftermath guys will be back here tonight, so make sure you are following everybody on on MHH on Twitter. That will be Chad and Zach, and we'll hopefully we'll have some more news on Randy Gregory and Javante Williams for tonight. And then uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning, and we'll 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 take a look at the week that was, you know, and not just Broncos, but how it all fits in, and and take it'll be preview time. It'll be time to preview the game for um, you know for Thursday, as it's a short short week. And um, that's it. Appreciate everybody coming in. There are a lot of eyeballs on me this morning. There's almost 300 in here, which is a, a big crowd. So make sure you're hitting that like button if it's your first time watching. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you can make it on on mornings, it's not usually just me sitting here rambling and, and sucking on cough drops trying to get over this this cold. Nick will be back on Thursday and we'll have uh, a game preview. So um, that's it for today. I appreciate everybody joining me and sticking with me. The chat was great. You made this a lot of fun. So uh, check out the Mile High Huddle guys tonight at 6 Central. And I will be back tomorrow for Broncos for Breakfast. So until then, we'll see you next time. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.